0: end of the dance music thanks for watching guys uh and tonight is a 2023 co carry optics nationals recap with mr tim Dundery. welcome thanks for having me always it's always better when there's more than one it's not as lonely one is the loneliest number
1: oh absolutely unless you're at the shooting range with your own ammo right
0: well that's true yeah then sometimes it works out better. <laughs> nobody would interrupt you. Oh, uh, so how was the trip overall?
1: Overall, I'd say very good. Not counting my own mass performance, but I can't let that just detract from a very fun, very solid match and trip.
0: Well, and I, Randall tolls and I, we um, recorded an episode earlier today. And one of the things I asked him was, I said, everybody, everything I saw on social media, Everybody had a bad day. Like, it didn't, nobody <laughs> didn't have a day that they're like, yeah, that wasn't a great day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We, we found a lot of surprising, I guess, difficulty in some of the stages. While well, they might have, at initial glance, didn't look the most fun, um, they, they still did a really good job of presenting difficulty. I was looking at some numbers. Only one shooter in the whole super squad, like the top ten at least, made it out without a mic, and that was Nils. Everybody else had at least one or or more mics. and Yeah, just goading you to shoot those long targets on the move.
0: Well, and Christian had a no shoot, and Jacob had a no shoot, and Nils did not.
1: Yep, Nils was, was super clean, and that's a heck of a feat to shoot a match like this clean.
0: Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Uh, But I will say this, though. At the same time, Christian had a ridiculous number of alphas in a ridiculous time. Absolutely.
1: I was squatted with him and just getting to watch him lay waste at what really seems like a comfortable, repeatable pace was really cool. Really? Yeah. at At no point did he seem like he hung it out there, for example. It all looks extremely controlled.
0: Well, that's scary because he was the fastest dude at the match. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
1: it's It's, it's obscene. Uh, like I, I, I was beginning to think he wasn't human, and I think on day one he had a stage with the mic, and that surprised me. Just brought him brought him to reality, you know.
0: Okay. So now how, all right, so when did you, when did you leave and when did you get to Ohio? I left, I had to leave my
1: house Thursday morning at like 3 a.m., drove to a buddy's house, went to Minneapolis airport, flew out, got in around 11 to Ohio, and then we flew out 11 a.m. on Thursday. And then we flew out, I think, noon on Monday, and I got home at about 3 very very easy trip um the range is really close to columbus like 28 30 minute stops that's one of the easier drives we've had to the airport all year and mm. it was a great little area really nice it looks like they're really used to a lot of uh, people being in town at the cardinal center
0: oh that's nice that's a big benefit all right so Uh, to to start off, I want to hit on something you said earlier that you know, the the way the matchbook was set up, there was a lot of grumbling and even you had a comment when they posted the video of Shannon Smith shooting that you're like, oh great and other people too are like, oh great, this is what we're paying for for nationals now it sounds like though everybody was pleasantly surprised when they got there and saw the rest of it and shot the match.
1: Yeah, I'd say all in all, it added up to be really good because even if some of those zone one stages that were the ones with like no side berms, effectively, kind of the wooden barriers, and if they wanted to shoot sideways, they had a, had a handful of bullet traps, I'd say 10 or 20 at least, that could get some, some other angles of fire. But if you looked at those as a singular match, it would be very disappointing. But the effect, they were slightly different from the other zones made it really interesting.
0: Okay. Now, of the three zones, because they were, they seemed like they were all different again, um, like years past. Which zone was your favorite? I liked zone
1: three. It was really more your traditional outdoor USPSA stages for the most part. Some of the really fast ones. And I think I nailed the fastest reload of my life completely by accident on, on a oh, was it stage
0: <laughs> on accident.
1: <laughs> oh, stage 18. Think of baseball. And mm. that was my last stage. So I knew I wasn't going to move up and down much in position by then, but I really wanted to put on a strong showing, but I, I enjoyed that long standards, course on 17 i believe it was the whatever 25 28 yard ipsic targets for four reload mm. four four i guess i enjoyed it because i'm really good at it it's something i've practiced very hard on after getting battered by in the past so it's nice to see it come to fruition but it's it's a nice distinct shooting test you know
0: okay um i, I noticed i'm gonna, we're gonna jump around a little bit here too since you're talking about that stage 20, you called it the triangles of doom.
1: Triangles of doom. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, interesting that, cause I've seen a lot of video uh, like drew who is watching. He, he went to all three boxes. You went to two. What made you decide to sit back? Cause those were some pretty decent long shots. So what made you decide to sit back? in that very far box and just engage everything from back there. Me,
1: for the most part, I can shoot a lot faster than I can run. And I just know <laughs> it was a 20-yard run, man. 20-yard run, full bore, your heart rate's going to be up, no matter who you are, some more than others. Um, but I was, I was willing to risk it. It was easily the, the faster way to go, but it was much riskier. But I right. knew that I've been doing a lot of work on long targets like that. And I was definitely comfortable risking it, weighing it versus the time to run. That's okay. The time JJ before when we were walking stages and said he could make that run in just, a, just under four seconds. Okay, let's call it six for me.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't know what JJ did either. So what did... What did the other guys on the super squad do? Did they hang back or did they go forward? I think
1: the actual super squad was about 50-50. My squad, the super squad B, I don't think I think every single one of us went to the back and shot it.
0: Now Christian was on yours, right? Yep, and he went to the back and I saw okay. a couple people do it, and that's what he's talking about doing. I'm like, okay, I'm not
1: that, I'm not completely dumb. <laughs> 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 I'm not saying uh, I can do what Christian does, but if our ideas are the same, I think I'm on the right track.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, it's funny, I was just talking to somebody about that, where, you know, I come up with my own game plan, my own stage plan that works for me. I can't compare myself to other people, but when I'm done, I like to then compare and see you know, how many people did it similar to me or not? And where is it all the G's who did something different? And I'm like, okay, I totally missed it. So interesting that you did the same thing. Is there, is there anything you looking back now, the match is over. Is there any one particular thing you would do different in hindsight? Um, Like match performance wise. Just in general, match wise, for to assist your standing at the end i would have
1: just tried to really really manage the mental game i did all right on day one i didn't have a horrible day but it still wasn't anything exceptional and day two i just was getting lured into trying to match pace with some of those crazy guys in my squad like aaron eddins and andrew Hyder like christian is another level just because you see him so much. Then look at it. Hyder and Eddins are right there with him. And yeah, every single person on my squad was an incredible shooter. So it was easy to
0: get too sucked. Okay. Well, we'll wait for him to come back. We'll be nice like that. <clears throat> it should be just a moment. I could put back on the uh, techno music. Here we go. I'll just sit here and until he gets back <laughs> Oh goodness You got to love the the dead air That's the hardest thing to fill So we'll we'll throw that last comment and there you go Andrew you're back on the screen again <laughs> As we wait for Tim Oh, that's hysterical! Oh, there he is. <laughs> I know dropped out, but
1: I was sitting. Your screen was black, and I was like, "I'll keep going. We'll find something to talk about."
0: Now, Drew says uh, zone three was great variety, and zone one was heavy penalty. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot
1: of uh, half hardcover ipsticks. So hard cover right down the middle,
0: mm. and even from five yards,
1: it's not easy to shoot two alphas on those. So the alpha zone is probably two inches wide and right. near the middle Definitely. and then tapers to nothing at the top and the bottom basically
0: but okay now all right so walk us through so i guess you checked in you said you got in to the airport at 11 on thursday yep. so i assume you checked in that afternoon
1: yeah check-in was easy it opened at one we got there before that, but we just walked stages until we could check in, and then we went and checked in, found our our ammo. We all shipped, and it was very easy. Got the jersey and the. I like that they make the morale patches. Those are pretty cool.
0: Morale patches. Uh, the velcro patch with the Carry Optics Nationals logo. Oh on it. yeah, yeah. Okay, they did that again. Those things are awesome. Yeah, I
1: like those. Those. That's a nice, uh, really cool little memento to have.
0: Yeah. Now, it, did you guys get jerseys too?
1: Yep. Everybody got a jersey. That was part of the, the package.
0: Okay, cool. Last year, they just had those uh, those hats that they were giving away for free. I don't think I took one. Uh, okay, so now when you walked the stages, when you got there for a while, you're waiting to check in. Did your mind start changing at that moment about the stages as you started walking them?
1: Not much. We only walked zone one the first day we got there. Or at least that's the only one I focused on. As soon as we got over to the other bays, I realized I wasn't going to shoot those for another day. So we didn't walk any of those.
0: All right. now But you shot afternoon, morning, afternoon, correct? Yeah.
1: So after we shot in the p.m., we quickly uh, walked the zone two stages. And then again, we got there early on Saturday morning and walked the zone two stuff.
0: Okay, I was going to say because that doesn't give you a whole lot of time Friday afternoon. Yeah. So, all right, what was you shot Monday? You didn't have a great day, uh, according to you. I'm not saying that. Um, did you have a mind shift? What did you say to yourself when you left the range Friday?
1: Friday, I said. Uh, hopefully this was just uh, some jitters getting out of the way because I did have some redeeming stages. I did really well on the, the actual classifier stage they have because of the strong hand weekend. Hand. Um, I finished the day pretty good. I didn't do anything incredibly silly. I was on a consistent pace to stay within a couple seconds of the top top guys, and I didn't feel terribly bad about it. When I once I looked at the scores of the people that shot the same zone as I did, I wasn't feeling horrible because everybody got beat up on the first day. It, like Super Squad A, Super Squad B, all those, all those guys, everybody didn't have a great day on Friday. It seemed like.
0: Now, do you think that was weather, or do you think it was people? Were, like when I talked to, it's a little bit of a spoiler, um, Randall earlier. He was saying, too, that he was expecting a little bit more um, speed shooting and a little less of what he saw. Do you think anybody else ran across that? Like they were mentally anticipating one style and got another? Um, I'm not sure. I, I
1: think it's difficult to anticipate that kind of stuff. I don't really have any expectations from what I see in the matchbook, but I obviously know stages can change a lot. From the matchbook to the ground, mm. but so I don't try to come into it with any kind of gauge. I just base it off of previous nationals and just to expect to find uh, well-constructed, challenging stages. You know, they I think they really went heavy on the partial targets and hard cover difficulty, as well as adding some distance in to make it more difficult. So there wasn't because there wasn't as much opportunity for fields of fire because you couldn't shoot side berms
0: okay so do you think it was just weather related then or what do you think caused i think this... it was mostly
1: weather related and just a combination of difficult target presentations you know they were just very hard and very choppy it wasn't easy to flow and blend and think yeah it was more than what a lot of people probably expected or would have been used to let's say the same i guess for myself there was definitely a lot of a lot of partial targets everywhere in that zone but the weather was a huge factor um you do everything you can for it you keep your dot dry when you're not shooting but five seconds after the beep your dot's got water on it no matter what you do and we were pretty lucky we skipped out we only had a couple of like times where we had to shoot when it was physically noticeably raining like i think one of mine was on one stage that actually did really well on But by the last couple shots on an array of two targets, I couldn't see the targets anymore almost at all because the Mm. gun smoke and the bags on the targets. I was like, God, (laughs) I hope I hit those ones.
0: It's like trying to drive and the inside of the windshield's all fogged up. (laughs)
1: Precisely. It just gets worse. Like with every gunshot, you're static and all the smoke just starts to build up, especially when it's humid and raining. It really makes a lot of smoke.
0: Right. And when you first turn on the defrost, it gets worse. So that's where you're at now. Yeah, you it, you're rolling the windows down. You're scrubbing it up. Don't right. Die. So now, what? I I made the comment last. This is your first time on the Super Squad, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. On any sort of thing like that.
0: Okay. So, looking back on it, what? How it, was it? Any different than any other Nationals you shot? I'd
1: say, yeah just by virtue of squatting with people better than yourself, it's going to push you for better or for worse to shoot faster and try harder and, and everything like that. It's, it's much different when you're, you're perhaps the best shooter on a squad and you have to kind of set your own pace. Usually that's the case with a, a fair amount of the matches, especially locals, um, mm-hmm. that all have to kind of, you kind of develop into a comfortable pace where you shoot really good points because you don't feel pressed about time because you're not seeing anybody just wiping your face in the mud with the stage <laughs> like christian for example just rubbing right. everybody in the dark
0: that that third day was unbelievable so now so okay you mentioned that you fell into the trap of trying to to keep pace
1: yeah i was i knew i wanted to do well it came out of the first day I didn't feel horrible but I didn't feel great about it it was kind of just a meh day and really wanted to try and push in areas I was comfortable with you know remembering that just because the targets at 15 yards I'm like I do a lot of doubles at 15 yards and we're doing in the teen splits most of the time and making it you introduce the choppy movement and the little bit of variations and you just start either a dropping points or b slowing way down. And that's kind of the stuff that happened as I, I, I definitely didn't try to push. I didn't want to, it's just that subconscious thing creeps into you. I was paying a lot of attention to the shooters going before me. and Next thing you know, you've developed an artificial paste in your mind and it's not matching it when you're shooting it. So that was a big uh, thing I did on the third day is, is when I, I was up pretty high in the order for most of the stages on the third day. So I would just, when I was the on-deck shooter, I'd turn around. I wouldn't watch anybody's run
0: before my run. And that really seemed to make a big difference. So at what point did you realize you were being sucked into that?
1: Probably once I thought Not about, uh, like, like uh, Saturday evening, just hanging out at the house mm-hmm. with the other guys. And I was like, wow, why did I am looking at my scores and I'm like, a lot of my times are there. I just had just a lot of bad points. Like I shot more deltas in this match than I've shot in like the last ten matches before that. So <laughs> it's pretty painful. So you you think of stuff like that. And usually a delta is just you got really lucky. You were pulling off the target or something wild, and you got lucky.
0: Okay. So the the change in pace helped you out on day three. And what was any nerves going into Friday afternoon?
1: Maybe a little. I'd say if you're not feeling nervous, you're not doing it right. But it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was anything spectacular. I just knew I'm like, hey, I got to batten down and do everything that I know I can do and just shoot, shoot as good as I can.
0: Okay. So apparently, Delta is a gentleman's mic.
1: Right? According- the, the no penalty <laughs> mic, effectively, now. It's what Delta's are.
0: Right. Uh, okay. So, any favorite stages? What? Got them all out here. Okay. Yeah, go through that. You said you brought some homework with you. How the actual stage looked
1: versus how the diagram looks. Oh yeah. I liked stage two quite a bit. Um, didn't fit to the diagram, but it still worked pretty well, and they added in any any mags to reload have to come from the barrels. Mm. So you can start gun loaded, hands-on X's in the middle of the stage, and there was a barrel far off to the right and a barrel uprange and to the left. And you it was big enough that you had to reload and you had to go to both of those positions anyway. So there's a lot of fun. Determining which way you're going to go first.
0: So there was still enough choice that. Oh, you're back. Okay. Yeah. So there was still enough choice.
1: It kind of gave an opportunity finally to shoot a little bit on the move. Because I think I started on four. So stage two was like fourth or fifth stage that day. But you could back out aggressively taking three mini poppers. And I was excited about that. And that was a fun time.
0: So (laughs) did you, did you take the mini poppers back and out?
1: Oh, definitely.
0: Okay. So they weren't at 30 yards then, huh?
1: No, they were, they they were normal distance. So that's what was nice. It's like, Ooh, actual
0: like 10, 11 yard mini (laughs)
1: poppers that you can shoot
0: while moving. Let's go. Nice. Yeah. I was trying to hurry up and get to stage two, but it takes a while to get down in this matchbook. There we go. Oh, okay. I know which one you're talking about. That's still a pretty good size stage. Yeah. What is it? Uh, That was actually the
1: stage I shot when it was raining the most. And it was those last two targets on the left uh, at the end of the up range. So they were probably 18, maybe 18 yards. And I was definitely struggling to see them by the last shot because of the rain and the bags and the gun smoke. Okay.
0: Now... So what else you got there with your – you said you brought some homework and you held up your –
1: I've, got, I've uh, just got matchbook. all the stages that ah, I okay. put up Just printed off so I could remember them and talk about them if I needed to. Gotcha. But yeah, obviously that's a bone of contention is them being nowhere near what's in the matchbook for half of them, which I get. Stage limitations happen. I'm a match director at my local club too. I get it, but – Try a little harder, maybe. That's all.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree there. Especially, you know what the bays look like, so you can work the matchbook a little bit closer. But maybe that's maybe that was part of the magic, was to make sure everybody had a bad day one by not letting them know exactly what it's going to be. Because
1: I've it's seen... Either, either publish it or don't, right? If you want to make it a mystery, make it a mystery.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I've seen in years past where... Um, people have gone and set up stages from nationals before nationals. And I was like, well, that's cheating. So.
1: I don't know. It's no different to setting up a classifier, right?
0: I, it's mm-hmm. not. I, that was just, but say, I can uh, see where you're club like. I ran
1: seven stages from that, na- from the nationals match book. I think a week or two beforehand. And that's what, okay. what made me the most sad about stage four is we set it up and I've only, I only had two targets hitting side berms that could have easily been changed pretty well. And I thought it worked out really nice. And I was really excited to see how it turned out in nationals. And it turned into a completely linear stage there and just like move, shoot, move, shoot, move, shoot. That was basically it. There was very, very little opportunity for
0: any sort of blending. I gotcha. Which,
1: which it could have been three, three shooting boxes and it would have been the same stage. <laughs>
0: Gotcha. Okay. So it almost turned into just a a memory stage where you just had to remember where to stop to engage what targets and then move on.
1: Yeah. Like it could have been a lot more, they could have done the ability to blend it better, but the targets were so far that it really took away any thoughts about trying to blend the positions. You start talking like 15 to 18 yard IPSC targets. You really don't want to try and shoot those on the move if you don't have to.
0: Yeah. And now I take it some of those were probably partials as well then.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was the, the dreaded half hard cover in, in numerous places and stuff
0: like that. <laughs> now, were there any stickers found on porta potties Number one. No,
1: because I made sure I gave some away at the awards dinner, but none, none beforehand, beforehand. basically. So I wouldn't run into <laughs> that issue.
0: Okay. That's funny. I saw your, uh, uh, your post before nationals just as a an etiquette reminder, so I had to ask.
1: I stole that. Yeah, I like saw a meme for for like I think it was an electric electrician's Instagram page or something, and I was like, wait, I can use this. <laughs> this lid and please don't put any Timmy stickers in there.
0: <laughs> now they had that building um, right there at the the range like right there at the base. i don't and he's gone so we'll have to wait for him to come back there you are and was there did anybody find anything in that building beneficial it's like some type of outdoor like gunsmith and stuff oh, right there, sure. Um,
1: like that, Red Feather
0: Outfitters, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah,
1: I didn't hear a word about it. I stepped in okay. to pick up my stuff and check in and went back outside.
0: Okay, so you didn't loiter.
1: All right, no, most of the people in there don't like me, I'm pretty sure. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's kind of the headquarters building, right? So I was gonna say, must be a lot of USPSA people in there. <laughs> Uh, is it just your sense of humor? They, they just can't understand. Some people
1: secretly like me. That's the fun part.
0: <laughs> Facilities. I know you said that they they're set up to expect a lot of people. How did you like Cardinal Shooting Center in general?
1: Uh, overall, I really liked it. Um, they there was like a center hundred yard bay that was very wide where they put the vendors and I know they didn't get effectively any traffic compared to how they did last year. When there was a vendor stop in the, in the squad rotation, it was much harder to get to the to different zones. You'd go out to the road and walk past. So you like the closest you got to the vendors. If you didn't expressly go there was like 75 yards. Oh, wow. A lot of traffic for the, the sponsors and vendors, you know, which is a big reason why they sponsor the match.
0: Where did they do the uh, bill drill and the Sig sour shoot Sig competition on that? Uh, range? The
1: shoot Sig actually got three of the bays in the in zone one that have the no sideburn bays, so they got three of those. So I think the bays went one through six, and then three shoot Sig bays, and then seven, eight, eight which is chrono and nine.
0: Okay. And I take it the bill bill drill then
1: another shoot, like a SIG handgun tryout and the Beretta side match on that 100 yard range. But the shelters and everything were about 75 yards and kind of the road, the route of travel.
0: How much, how many people gathered around for that uh, bill drill shoot off?
1: We wanted to stay, but it was wet and miserable, and and the weather basically sent us home. We were like, "Okay, we're tired, we're wet, this is gross." We got stuck, okay. sent home. We stuck a few live videos. It looked like there's
0: fifty people hanging out. Let's say, yeah, it, it looked like that's what I was just trying to see if maybe that's what it was. It looked, and it was very interesting. I wish they'd live streamed that because that would have been cool to to see live. Yeah. I, I saw Riley. Yeah, Sorry. no. I, I was saying Riley Bowman was just streaming it on Instagram from his phone. Yeah. So, but it would have cool been nice to have. Lives. Yeah, it would have been nice if Shooting USA could have streamed that live somehow. But I, I'm you sure they probably, they're doing it, putting it on the
1: show. I'm not positive, but I know they they took a lot of footage from a lot of places, so I think they'll turn up something really cool.
0: Yeah, um, I do too. But, yeah, I love the idea of yeah, that Bill Joe
1: Challenge. Like, that's a very cool idea. I think anybody who wins it progressively every year should should be disallowed from the next year. Because, like, I think a lot of people didn't do it initially because they didn't read it all and understand they weren't shooting against Lockwood. Like, one right. of the undisputed kings of thing until the final. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I guess what, Billy Barton shot the same time that uh, Isaac did last year.
1: Yep. It looks like Billy put in some work. He's always been fast, but it looks like he really, really tightened it down this year.
0: Yeah. So it'll be interesting. So I guess he'll be the king next year. Somebody will have to challenge him at the end, but it'll be interesting to see if uh, somebody finally drops it below 123. Yeah, definitely. So are there's you,
1: of, go ahead. There's a lot of opportunity for growth in different things. I, I agree that Bill Grill is a great, one that really has a lot of flash and that would excite people to see. But yeah, there's a lot of different options for like small drills people can come up with.
0: Absolutely. Now, are you hoping that next year you're going to be back on the uh, super squad? Um, I'm pretty sure
1: I'll be nowhere close next year, but that'll give me just a, a leg up to have a good performance and not do anything dumb.
0: <laughs> okay. So you, you enjoyed that that competition on that squad?
1: I did. I would love it if I could go back. Yeah, I, like I said, I learned more this way than, than any other way. You can pick up really small things that really top shooters like Christian and Jacob do that you just can't get anywhere else. You know, you look at oh, maybe a way right. to enter a position or what they do and and it's even harder to pick up a video just cause when you're right there, you can see a lot more variables in play than you can in a video, for example. Right. So it's very valuable to be on that squad.
0: I forgot that Jacob was on there, too. So you had number one and number three on your squad.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was, I was gladly the worst shooter on the squad. But, <laughs> uh, but no, it was very cool. Um, Garen Singleton – The man was just a machine, shredded steel, especially day three. He was putting down paper-style splits on Popper Arrays. It was insane. Wow. Uh, Jeremy Story was on the squad. He's super fast, lefty, very cool to watch.
0: Man, you guys had, yeah, you guys were stacked then. Yes. Holy cow. With the addition
1: of Sailor, I'd say it made it the real super squad just for absolute Absolute peak talent with Jacob and, and Sailor on it
0: wow yeah you had one three five um jeremy was 12. and was aaron on your squad yep aaron Yep. so he was 15 also yeah that's that's crazy it was fun watching those open guys
1: adjust to minor on day one I shot with both Aaron and Andrew at Area 5 a couple weeks ago, and that was very cool, very good experience. Then I saw that we were on the same squad here, and I think it was one of the very early stages in the match. Aaron went up and laid down just a crazy time, like two seconds faster than anybody else on the super squad had put up yet. He gets back. I I didn't see his points or anything. I get back, and I'm like, man, he crushed it. He's like, in time, but I dropped 26 points oh my gosh well he posted it when you shoot minor he tightened it up a lot after that
0: okay yeah he posted a video i think it was after day one where and he put in the comments he's like my dot is moving too much that made me laugh (laughs) so yeah he was shooting his carry optics gun like an open gun then that's funny man yeah you guys were stacked because Hyder was 22nd. I mean, good Lord. That's nuts. So if what do you think was the one thing you learned the most from shooting with those guys? Don't bet against Siler? Or...
1: I'd say honestly that a lot of the small details that people trouble over on stage plans don't matter. Mm. Well well-planned but maybe not super meticulous stage plan that you can execute every time is going to beat it
0: okay i am going to take that one to the bank
1: it was cool to see like you'd see him really talking about the intricacies but then you'd see the guys a couple of the guys that run just slightly different variations i'd say most of the guys ran very similar stage plans the entire time Every once in a while, you'll have one person or two people going left versus right. But even then, the times across the board are so similar. It's just it's more about execution than meticulous planning. If you got a a plan that you can remember well and execute without any delays or unnecessary garbage, it's going to do you well. It's going to treat you good.
0: That is that's good advice right there. I know you don't have a lot of time, so... Yeah, um, I, ha- really,
1: I mean, 10, 10 minutes or so.
0: Okay. How was the um, award ceremony? Uh, pretty
1: pretty good. Um, wasn't terribly far. I think it was like 20, 25 minutes away, but it was a really nice area. Um, yeah, they had the plenty of food. food. Bonus. Okay. Well, waiting are just waiting as usual. Sadly, they didn't have free beer this year like they did last year. So it's like, oh man, I would have rather had free beer than leftover food. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't prohibit people from bringing in their own outside stuff to drink, so that was fine. Okay. Um, the prize table was incredible. It was there was 50 guns on it. Wow. Jeez, that's how many I can. So I was like, wow, I actually want a good even being
0: 41st. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, now um, I didn't I didn't really see much. I don't know if anybody streamed it. Um, I didn't see it, but how was you went last year? Yep. So uh, did you go the year before? Yeah. So
1: this was my third nationals.
0: Okay, so you did both of the CMPs where we did it in the um, the Fox n- and Yeah, yeah the we did it at the racetrack. Yeah, and we did it in the infield, the one before that. Did this one equal those for location? It was
1: very close. The food was a little bit better last year, but it's free food. It was plenty good. Um, the free beer. Uh, it was in a very, like I said, a very nice place. There was nobody else around that wasn't in our group or our party or anything like that. Uh, I was still light out for a long time, which is kind of cool. Not used to that with it being
0: in June. Right. Uh, Nice big space. And yeah, there wasn't really anything bad about it, by any means. Okay. So would you be happy with the location of Cardinal Shooting Center for Nationals and that space again next year for Nationals?
1: Into making those, those uh, bays with no side berms a little better because I mean, it's still some interesting, but it's something that can be worked around. I mean, how many thousands of people shoot indoor matches in the winter? Like, I shoot a lot of indoor matches, I build a lot of stages for indoor matches where you can only shoot directly downrange, selective use of their bullet traps. I think they can do a really good job with a little bit of effort, and I think it's a fantastic location.
0: Okay, all right, I mean. they they didn't quite have a year from what i gathered to completely prepare the range you know to build more bays and do all of that so i feel like now they have the time to kind of focus on those bays with limitations and kind of shore that up and then you might turn that into something really spectacular
1: yeah i I agree the infrastructure is already there like USPSA is the drop in the bucket for Cardinal compared to the shotgun stuff they do. There there was mm. there was hundred thousand dollar motorhomes by the dozens in the parking lot of the shotgun area. Everywhere. It, there was so many people in that part. It was crazy. And we come here for one weekend a couple times a year. You know, so I think it's a very, very good place. It's already thought out. It can support the stuff. The airport's close. Do a little bit of, if they could build another six-pack of the dirt bays, that'd be phenomenal. And I think there'd be no downside to that. Maybe not the June hmm. weather, but other than that.
0: Right. Well, I had, when I had June Kim on, he goes, look, man, it's Ohio. It's where I spend some time there. It's either hot or it's raining, and it's going to rain, yeah. he said. And it did.
1: A lot of people said that, yeah, rains rains more here statistically than the Pacific Northwest.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's good to know that, you know, the facilities and all that turned out well because they, you know, they had to do a lot of work. So, awesome.
1: Yeah, it shows. I'd say they did a good job. You can see a lot of the stuff was newer. Like the gravel and the bays could be worked on. But like I said, it's new. I can't fault anybody for stuff like that when it's new. They did a ton of work for us to bring nationals, and I'm pretty happy with it.
0: Well, now, so they have that. CMP's adding five bays, I'm hearing. So you still be able to use that for some nationals, be able to use Cardinal Center for some nationals. So a little bit of variety going around. I like it.
1: I'd much rather be in Ohio. CMP is like okay. two hours from Atlanta, so that's annoying. You can fly into Birmingham, but it's usually noticeably more expensive. Nothing around CMP is open past nine p.m
0: nothing. Nope. <laughs> nope. So, so in that regard, I agree. And it's for me, I like to drive. So it's only eight hours versus 10, 11 hours. So yeah, I I'll got take four Ohio. dudes
1: together, I could drive to see him or drive to Ohio 12 or 13. I think not unbearable, but not ideal.
0: Right. But doable.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's nice to have the option. You know, we might look into that next year if it's there, which I'm assuming it will be but
0: yeah uh, in a way i hope so because i want to get a chance to shoot there (laughs) so uh, now did you stay in a hotel or did you stay in an airbnb where did you stay we stayed at an
1: airbnb like that's another one of those infrastructure things there was a bunch of them so i think the airbnb owner said to my friend that signed everything up oh you guys must be shooting
0: at the cardinal center like (laughs) yeah they knew it they knew about it they were happy about it great you know, that's a plus, too, then, if you think about it, because they're friendly to shooting sports. I mean, yep. you can't get anything better than that. Because I've heard people say that they were at Airbnbs, but had to, you know, they kept it on the down low that they had guns and stuff So, in other locations. Yeah, I can um, see that. So that's good to know that, you know, they're, they're used to it. They're accustomed to it. So, oh, that's awesome. Now, what about um, restaurants, things like that? Or did you guys just eat in your Airbnb?
1: Um, about half and half. I was traveling with Lane Grease, another super squad GM. I love the guy. He's in Iowa, so, so he's a, close to me. We see a lot of Matt. We should so a lot a of, of together.
0: So he, he likes a side save of money, me a day. So he gets
1: all the groceries he can. <laughs> we drug him out to dinner a couple times. There's a pizza, there was a pizza place a block away. Another upscale, like, American food restaurant a block away, a nice cafe two blocks away, everything we could walk to in the little town we were in.
0: So how far away were you from Cardinal? Uh,
1: 16 minutes. We were in, like a little a- town called Sunbury.
0: 16 minutes. That's nice. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I don't even live that close to my home range. <laughs> right. Well, when I last time I was at Talladega, I was like, I'm going to stay in Talladega so I'm closer to the range. Oh my gosh, that was horrible. No I should no have range. stayed. There's nothing. I should have gone to the other side of town where I was the year before because at least they kept the lights on in the streets past seven o'clock. You know, it's ridiculous. So that's good to hear that, you know, there's plenty of places to eat. As you said, there's more stuff to do, they keep places open. So. I like that they have that big, uh, it, it looks like a truck stop right there by Cardinal Center.
1: Yeah, I think there was a couple of restaurants right there, a couple gas stations. It's kind of a little...
0: A little happening place. a like,
1: kind of normal gas station, it seemed like. It was a big store. Got a bunch okay. of different stuff. Very nice resource to have so close to the range.
0: Nice. Okay. Was there anything else about the area that... Um, that you can think of that would be beneficial to anybody traveling there. Oh. How easy was the airport to get much. in? And out? If you're
1: driving to the USPSA portion, you can kind of go a little further south or a little, a little further north and go around the shotgun area so you don't have to drive a mile at like six miles an hour through the shotgun area. You can go around it.
0: <laughs> did, oh, Phil Strader, did he drive his big old RV and park it there? I didn't. I didn't see it specifically
1: because there was only, only Josh Fralick for the F Five Farms who was doing the filming, had his 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 trailer parked there more as an office. I don't think he stayed in it, but
0: mm, okay. But yeah, they
1: did all the video stuff. That was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I mean those guys do great videos. Amazing. So they probably have all their stuff inside that RV to be able to do all that work. Um, I always. You've got those guys there. Uh, Why can't they do a little bit of some streaming? I mean, they're very good with video stuff. I like the videos they put out. There's just, there's still nothing about the match.
1: Yeah, I mean, to see if they could even do a little bit of, I suppose I wonder how they feel about streaming the match when there's still so many people left to shoot those stages. I wonder maybe if that's something they're trying to stay away from a little bit, a competitive equity issue perhaps, but I don't think it would make a huge
0: difference. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I guess what, you know, I guess after everybody made the comments, after they posted the video of Shannon, they're like, all right, we're not doing this anymore. Um, But
1: changing things one little thing at a time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But at the end of the day, though, you could still put together a nice video of a snapshot of the day, people shooting matches and and a a couple minutes of interview here and there. You know what I mean? So, and that's not on. I think they did put out a video every day. Yeah. Kind of like
1: a a, a really clippy highlight reel. But yeah, I think it would have been cool to take a couple seconds of cool, fast shootings from various stages and splice it together. And be like, oh, here's Max, here's Sailor, here's Jacob. Here's your, your top
0: contenders duking it out. Yeah, uh, like a why not a little Sports Center esque video at the end of each day, especially at the end of day two when you know, all right, here's the top contenders. These guys, as long as they don't have a a, a catastrophic squib failure, they're in the hunt, you know. So. I know you're leaving soon. So one last question. What was everybody's reaction when they learned of JJ's malfunction?
1: Wasn't too much reaction.
0: It was kind of no, cool. like the squad I was on was
1: pretty serious for the most part. Yeah. Every, everybody was, was taking it pretty seriously as they should. It's as a feat, a nice benefit of having so many serious shooters. So there wasn't too much of that. Um, I definitely was like, "Oh man, that absolutely blows!" Completely, completely took him out of the running effectively. It's super impressive that he climbed back up to twentieth. So,
0: sixteenth, uh, sixteenth. Whoa! He Sorry, made G-G-G. it all. <laughs> he made it all the way up to sixteenth and back above ninety percent. Crazy. So yeah, my hats off to that guy. But that's what, and that's what I would expect. I would expect those guys to go, "Damn, that sucks," but okay. Pretty you much. know, and yeah, I mean, because I get it because they know, too, you know, they're there, especially your your Christians, your Jacobs, your Nils, your Masons, all of those guys are there with the expectation that they can win the match. So to hear that one of their top competitors had something like that happen and completely take them out, then it's kind of like,
1: damn,
0: I guess, it's I guess Mason,
1: it could happen to me so easily, too, you know, it's almost yeah. scary. Like, I think you think about it inside a little bit. You're like looking at all your bullets. What if that happens to me next? Ah.
0: And I had that happen at 2020 at Frostproof at my first nationals. And it was early on, one of the stages zeroed. I'm like, mother of God. That's not Is really what so I said, beautiful? but something like that. Yeah. And then, so at that point, I was like, at least Frostproof sold ammo in their shop. So I bought ammo from them to make sure I didn't have any more issues. And then my goal just became, I'm going to try to catch the guy on our squad with the highest number of points. And I missed it by that much, but at least it gave me a, still a realistic goal, something to keep me focused, just like him. You know what? I posted something about it. When I saw he made a comment on a USPSA post that his nationals was over. He just zeroed a stage. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I'm sure most people didn't know that. So I posted something and, um, You know, he said he was going to refocus and and see where he could, how high he could climb. So, and all the way to number 16. That's impressive.
1: Yeah, JJ's so nice. I probably could have made a pretty solid meme about it, but the guy's so nice. I didn't want to beat him up during the match, especially. Like, oh, I'm going to stay away from that one.
0: And I, I, I made the comment on one of my things that, at the end of that day, they showed I saw like a Josh Frelick video at the end of that day, and he's laughing and joking with people. I'm like, who else would be happy at the end of the day laughing and joking and having a good time but JJ? I'd be kicking my equipment back to my car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel for the guy, but if anybody could handle it, he can. So
1: yep, class act all around.
0: Yeah, for sure. Anything else you want to add, Tim, or that we didn't think of?
1: No, I think we covered it pretty well. I'm looking forward to next year already. I think I'm going to take a – might try and find a production gun and goof around just because I've never really shot irons. And it's Mm. not serious. A lot of it – the rest of the year is not really serious for me, you know? I still shoot Area 3 and CO. I want to do well there and a couple other small section matches. But there's no nationals to work towards, so it's kind of – do whatever season what's
0: what's the time gap between area three and ironsight nationals do you know because i area
1: threes in early august so i'd say at least a month
0: yeah okay and the reason why is i mean hey nil's one limited minor there's always that option you throw a magwell and take your dot off and there you go Let's see. A number of people
1: asked me if I was coming to Ironsides Nationals. So it's like, well, let me ask around.
0: <laughs> I I have considered it just because I I mean my knee is still healing, but I'm like, so what if I if I go and shoot my CO gun? They're just going to slap me in open. Okay, I get to shoot Sights Nationals in carry op- with car- my carry optics gun, uh, October fourth. Okay, it's two months. Yeah, I used to thinking open PCCs in September. Yeah, it's literally almost exactly two months. August 10th is Area Three, and October 4th is Ironsight Nationals. So, yeah, you could always switch over and just have a fun time. That's the plan. Just try to,
1: try to stay fun, you know? We've worked pretty hard up until this point. Didn't have anywhere near the amount of time I would have liked to get ready, but performance at will is what you need to do so
0: yeah and it's almost like uh starting the off season after august you know because the results don't matter you you just learn and have fun
1: exactly
0: cool well tim i i appreciate you coming on man uh i appreciate all the info having a chance to get
1: my opinion out there too on a lot of things
0: Yeah, you make you making me want to go shoot uh, Cardinal now. That was good. I think you'd like it. I really like enjoy it. Probably will rain less
1: in in uh, October. <laughs>
0: right. There we go. I'm going to have to keep that in mind. All right. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate you coming on on a weeknight, man. No problem. All right. Until next time.
1: Don't be a little bitch.
0: Yeah.